Hey everybody, Dr. Greg Jones here, and today my guest on this very new podcast is so new that I don't even have a name for it. It's just me talking to people, holding conversations, and just kind of, you know, geeking out over things I love in medicine. And so my first guest today is Dr. Linda Hayes. Um, Dr. Hayes, actually someone else said, hey, there's a pharmacy, you need to talk to Dr. Hayes, and I didn't talk to Linda, and I talked to her, and we just immediately like bonded over peptides, because I'm like the biggest... Uh, I'm pretty, not the biggest, one of the uh, huge peptide nerd. It's like when you start talking about that, I'm like, oh, what about this? And how do we combine this? And it was just a great conversation. I was like, man, I really wish I could record this conversation and people can hear it. And I was like, wait a minute, I can do that. There's the technologies there. We have the technology, we can build it. So uh, Dr. Hayes graduated from the University of, um, University of Michigan in 2005. So I grew up in Illinois, um, spent some time at the University of Illinois, so I'm not going to hold that against her, but hey, you nope. got to do, do what you got to do. Uh, she's currently, you know, um, the founder and um, I don't know what you guys call it in that we're a pharmacy director, head pharmacist, but I'll let you cover that at Pure Pharmacy. Uh, Dr. Hayes is extremely passionate about achieving positive patient outcomes, especially through individualized innovative compounding therapies. So with that being said, she's an expert in hormone replacement, adrenal health, genetic and nutritional testing, and especially peptide therapy. And that's what we're all here to talk about. So this is our Peptide 101 with Dr. Hayes. Would you prefer me, call, prefer me to call you Linda or Dr. Hayes? Linda's great. Okay, so we'll be Linda for today. So uh, first of all, anything you want to add to the introduction before I start grilling you on the peptides? Uh, no, I think you pretty much well covered it. So let's start grilling. Okay, perfect. So first of all, the question I always get is when a patient's in front of me, it's like, hey, I've got this great therapy. It's called peptide therapy. And they're like, oh, I've heard of that. Or they're like, well, what's a peptide? And so when you're asked that question, how do you answer that? Um, so yeah, I get asked that question in different ways. And, um, so basically I just tell them that first of all, insulin is a peptide in our body. So we have seven, over 7,000 naturally occurring peptides in our body. And, um, they are not just, they, they can be hormones, messengers, enzymes. They're all different things. Um, basically a peptide is when you have we have amino acids, the building box, blocks of protein. So when you have two amino acids that form a peptide bond, that form a bond together, that is a peptide. And what I like, some will say, if you look up at Wikipedia, they'll say uh, peptide is defined as less than 50 amino acids. I've seen peptides yeah. greater than that. And I think, and, and some will say peptides are a linear strand of amino acids. From my experience, it's not that it's a linear strand, it's that once it becomes 3D, that is what becomes a protein. So they are the building blocks. So you've got amino acids, building blocks for the peptides that become 3D protein structures. Okay. <clears throat> got it, got it. And so um, one of the ways I, you know, I kind of go maybe not as much detail as that. I'll just say, hey, you know, yeah, you remember from, yeah, like, hey, you remember chemistry? There's amino acids, there's peptides, there's proteins, right? So your peptides make up proteins. And I go into this whole thing and I'm going to lead into that about, you know, well, they're like, okay, what's so special about that? And then we'll talk about, well, in the way I, you know, and again, for me, it, a lot of times I think the mark of being a good communicator with our patients is how do you take this complex concept and make it simple, right? And so mm -hmm. I always start the conversation with, you know, a peptide, between a peptide and a medicine, a medicine, a medication is me giving you a fish, a peptide is teaching you how to fish, teaching your body how to fish, right? So- yeah. 
essentially, you know, now if I can give you medication, your body's going to respond to it and you're going to take it and it's going to, Hey, I, I use this up. I either bind in the cytoplasm or whatever. I make something happen. Whereas <laughs> if I give you a peptide, it's going to bind to the surface of a cell and through second messenger systems, it's going to signal the body to do something, to make something of its own. And that's a huge difference, you know, with, you know, specificity. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of, you know, I like what you said. Now I can kind of wrap that in and just. No, I like that. I like what you can, said. Yeah. Yeah, we can just you know break it down so people like, oh, that piques their interest, right? Like, as everyone knows that analogy mm -hmm. about the fish and you know giving you a fish yeah. and teaching you how, right? So um, with that being said, that leads that leads me into my next question for you is, you know, what is the advantage in your perspective of a peptide over a medication or even a hormone replacement therapy or something? supplement, that kind of thing. So um, basically, so as we said, the peptides are naturally occurring in our body. So we're trying to, a lot of times we'll find that we're maybe deficient in a certain one or we're, like if we're doing for regenerative, we're doing a couple of different regenerative peptides. It's going in there and helping to regenerate, you know, a joint or, or what you're doing. And um, so we're naturally helping the body to heal itself as opposed to giving a medication or a supplement and I'm not dogging all medications or supplements because there's yeah. places, oh, yeah, but, sure. and, and, and peptides also, they're another tool in your toolbox so that you might need to combine supplements. I don't necessarily, I think medications in some respects may come last to this when we're talking about functional medicine, but you might need to combine some supplements with the peptides. And a lot of times we might even need more than one peptide or, or a different combination. And we call those, you know, different protocols. So, okay. <laughs> Got it. And so, you know, that being said, you know, the, the great benefit, you know, clinically and all that, a little bit safer alternatives. So, so many cool things we can do it in practice, do with peptides in practice. But one of the questions that I get asked a lot is, well, Dr. Jones, you're always talking about peptides. You love these peptides. Then, well, who shouldn't be taking peptides? Is there a population that should avoid them or think twice or, you know, make sure that they're looking at all the factors before starting peptide therapy? Um, so I think it depends on the peptide, of course, just like mm -hmm. supplements and medications. Right. So I think in general, be cautious uh, with a patient who has cancer. Now, mm -hmm. there are a couple different peptides that we use to help with cancer, though. Um, specific, you know, IRGD, PNC-127. Um, so, but with that being said, you want to be careful with the history of cancer or, or actually active cancer in general. Now, we're going to circle back around to some of our favorite peptides here. <clears throat> Excuse me, getting a little... Um, clear my throat there a little bit, but we're going to circle back around to this. But one of the peptides that, you know, we do a lot of in my practice is with the growth hormone cyclotox, right? So your yeah. C1295 and femoralin and all that. Is there a caution with those with people with a history of cancer? Um, I guess yeah. I, if there's a history, I, I, I'm very, I am very cautious about that. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. especially if they've, I, I use about the five year mark. So yeah, okay. yeah. definitely, definitely. So um, you know, so these, again, like one of the reasons I want to talk about is that, you know, cause when I have this conversation <laughs> with patients about peptides, it's like, I get all excited. Like, oh my God, they're good for yeah. building muscle and losing fat and improving your skin and your hair. And it just goes on and Sleep on better, and on. Right. Oh God, there's so many, so many things right there. Right. So kind of want to talk in your opinion, some of the best peptides and we, we talked about different categories, right? So the first right. one I want to talk about is in your opinion, some of the best, some of the best peptides for, you know, body composition, fat loss and, you know, building muscle. So our athletes out there. <clears throat> so generally, I think one of the, there's, there's two great ones I think to start with. First one um, that I really like is the CJC, the growth hormone secretologs. 
So one works to increase growth hormone um, in the pituitary, the other works to release it about 20 minutes later. So you're getting this time, you're getting this increase in growth hormone and time release. So um, it, that is just your general one that is going to help with, you know, um, everything we just talked about, mood, feeling better, um, repair, sleep, um, anxiety, depression, all of that kind of stuff is just going to help, um, help in general. So that's why that's one of my favorite. Um, the next one, it's more of an immune peptide. I do a lot of this one too, is thymus and alpha. And that is just to kind of balance and support the immune system. That's another one I do a lot of. Um, however, I will say CGC epimolin is probably my favorite basic one to start with. Okay. If we're going to go <clears throat> more towards, you know, body contouring, weight loss, um, there's a couple other. I do like tesamorelin. It's kind of actually one of my favorites. And that is the same thing, same category, GHRH as um, the CGC 1295. Right. So, um, do you wanna, so what's ideal is to be on the CGC epimorelin, then maybe throw in a course of tesamorelin and epimorelin, um, maybe four to six weeks. Okay. Up to eight weeks. Okay. So got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, most people know that I've got a little education on peptides. That this is, you know, the CJC femoral and, and a lot of those growth hormone peptides. There are subcutaneous injections, but I have seen some formulations where there's oral <laughs> forms and trochies. Um, what do you see in the difference between the injectable form and the oral? So um, the problem with is if we're doing oral, they're not really bioavailable orally. Yeah. And that's where Big Pharma failed years ago to do all these, is they were trying to get them so orally bioavailable. So um, even if you're going to put it in a trophy that dissolves under your tongue, you have to heat up a peptide. And some of us know when we heat up a peptide or a protein, it's going to break down. So if we have to heat it up, it's it's just not going to work that way. Um, It's not going to be as effective. And so definitely subcutaneous um, is the better way to go. I have a new study that I'm looking at that says nasally for CJC epimorelin. I'm looking into that. I don't know for sure yet. Um, So we'll see. So nasally, I mean, nasal option, it seems to be an interesting option. So we'll see. There's some others. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for that as well, just because I do run into the occasional patient that's like, man, doc, I really want to try this, but I am yeah. not trying to be putting a needle in my, you know, stomach or leg or whatever, at, you know, right. five a week. they're just not having, they're not about that life. So right. other options to make sure they can benefit from it is always a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. So the next category is injury recovery, right? You kind of mentioned, so the tendon uh, ligament healing and all that, what would be some of your favorites for that? Definitely BPC-157, um, and, and the combination with thymus and beta-4, they really help a lot for repair, any kind of tendonitis, joint issue. Um, also, another, um, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on just BPC in a cream by itself, in a transdermal cream, okay. so for like tendonitis, elbow, wrist, that kind of thing. Okay. Now, with those, um, just from what you've seen clinically is about how long before the patient starts to see some results from that. Cause you know, obviously I, they're not going to get it right away. Just on the no, honestly for the BPC cream, it has been, I mean, about two weeks okay. um, for the, in terms of like the BPC thymus and beta combination, I've used that for tendonitis in my Achilles and my shoulder. Sometimes I feel better, you know, like for my tendonitis and my Achilles, I'll feel better 80% after I inject it like that actual first initial injection okay everyone differs sometimes right. i don't feel better so and sometimes i'll use it consistently and sometimes i don't so but it definitely is definitely definitely helps okay now another question with that is i 
first peptide trainings I had, they mentioned mm-hmm. that you were uh, injecting for injuries to inject near the injury. So like I've had a knee, you want to get close to yeah. or shoulder. But then I had, you know, another um, educator say, no, that's ridiculous, right? It's a subcutaneous, you know, look how little that needle is. If it's your joint, you're not getting there, right? So is there an advantage, with, especially with the injury recovery peptides uh, versus, you know, systemic injection, subcutaneous versus getting near the injury site? Have you seen anything with that? I've, yes, I've gone roundabout with this, okay? okay. Whether you, um, you should just in- always inject in your belly or inject near the site of injury. Here's the thing. If you have multiple sites of injury, and that BPC is supposed to know where it's supposed to go, it's gonna go, it might not go to the area you want it to go to. So right. that's why I say kind of inject near the area. Okay, cool, that's pretty. Because again, yeah. now you mentioned like an ankle, that's kind of hard because there's not a whole lot of subcutaneous. Yeah, you have there, to go, so. yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to go up higher above the Achilles for sure. Yeah, exactly, trying to get a, get a fat pet there and work with it. Yeah. So, um, so next category, and I'm gonna combine these, are skin and hair. <laughs> Oh, skin and hair. So um, I am feeling a ton of the PTD DBM. Um, I know it's kind of crazy, uh, but that is at 0.001%. And we use it as a spray topically. Mm -hmm. And um, some use microneedling with it, some don't. And then second, after that, of the PTD DBM uh, spray, you're going to use valproic acid. And I do have a physician that prescribed it for her Pomeranian that has alopecia. Right. And I can probably send you the pictures from the before um, at day one to 30 days later. This dog grew hair. I, I was oh, shocked. Okay. So, but um, that, that is actually the number one go-to for hair growth right now. There's also the tricopropeptide, the GHKCU. Um, I've had some have results with the foam and that kind of stuff. You could essentially use them all together, but right, right now I'm feeling a ton of the, the combination of the PTD, DBM, and valproic acid. Now, do you compound those together or are they two separate? Peptides? No, they have to be separate and they're supposed okay. to be applied separately. So. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now with the PTD DBM, I've been using that post um, doing hair restoration injections. So I'll inject, okay. I get all these, you know, I've created a bunch of, you know, inflammation up there for my injections yeah. and I'm spraying that on there. Um, it's maybe it's just a spray I had. It didn't really come out like a regular spray. It was like little drops okay. came out. And so we just kind of oh. rub, rubbed it in and all that. So yeah. now with, is there a particular timing with that, with the PTD DBM? Is this like a bedtime thing or is we it? Say bedtime. Whatever? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 Um, next one, hormones, uh, hormone, hormone replacement. So I know there's a, you know, I've been looking into kiss peptin. I've been looking into, <laughs> uh, I want to say it's the, I want to say it's the seven keto DHEA, I believe is another one that I've been looking into. There's a couple mm-hmm. out there, but yeah. wanted to see if there's any options for hormone replacement in the, in the peptide world. Yeah. So especially with um, us not being able to compound HCG, um, mm-hmm. where a lot of us are switching over to kiss peptin mm-hmm. and, and we'll see. I've just started a couple patients. What I'm curious to see is is to make sure that the free testosterone is going up on these patients. Gotcha. Um, we have not seen the clinical data for that. So actually my husband just started Kispeptin, I think yesterday. Okay. So, uh, so he will definitely be able to see with him. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, last I heard they were doing some clinical trials or some early clinical yeah. trials on Kispeptin is because with ACG kind of coming off the market from the compound right. pharmacy perspective, it's like, okay, what are our options? Right. So I'll be yeah. excited to see if that's, um, well, and it's Clomid, for example, you know, that yep. can increase testosterone, but that doesn't mean it's making them feel better. Right. Also, so we have to, you know, I think Kispeptin's kind of newer like that. We've yep. kind of known about it, 
but we just okay. haven't gone to it. So. Okay. Yeah. And I've got some younger patients that I've had the conversation about ACG mm -hmm. versus Clomid and I've had some good results with enclomiphene, which is another, you know, um, yeah. isomer of Clomid. And so, but I also caution that like, Hey, there's a ton of great data that this is going to increase your total testosterone free. Yeah. Not yeah. so much. So your numbers are great, but you may not feel great. And exactly. depending on the patient, they're like, your numbers are great, dude. But I, I you know, I can't, I can't work and out with these numbers. You know? my, so my husband's testosterone, it, it actually went down since he started some therapy. It's mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know if it's stress or whatever, but mm -hmm. since he's been on CJC Epimorelin for about, it took him about six to eight weeks. He's like, man, I just feel better. I'm, I'm getting leaner. And yeah, so yeah. And that's without the testosterone. He's, he's 41 right now. So. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and last but not least, what about sleep? Sleep is, um, so sleep is interesting. We have a couple different ones. Um, so when I initially started, uh, um, learning peptides through the peptide certification through A4M. So DSIP, DSIP, mm -hmm. Delta sleep inducing peptide. They thought that was going to be the cure-all, the most amazing. However, clinically, it's, it didn't put patients to sleep. Hmm. It wasn't like their ambient, you know, that kind of thing. So what we found out really clinically is that it's, re, it's resetting the circadian rhythm. So, it, so it's not necessarily helping with sleep, but it's helping with stress because it's, it's resetting the circadian rhythm. So actually during COVID, all this stuff, I had some prescribers, of, um, um, they were prescribing a lot of DSIP for their patients. And right. so okay. another one is um, Ipithalin, the mm -hmm. more of immune peptide, but at a lower, a lower dose. And um, I haven't, for me personally, I have not, I've, I've prescribed, like, I mean, I've filled it for some patients, but I haven't gotten much feedback on it. So I don't right. know how well it works. It's supposed to work pretty well, even better than DSIP in terms of sleep. But I, I don't have, I don't have the clinical knowledge there for that one yet. Yeah, I've been running kind of an N equals one, testing myself <laughs> with the epitalon, taking it. You? You know, yeah, um, I really, honestly, haven't noticed a difference with sleep. Um, then I went to like a morning. The three hundred, the, the three hundred mics, the smaller. Uh, no, I went for the big boy. I was at the ten. Oh yeah, I was going all, going all out. No, I think it was a ten milligram milli. Yeah, I was doing point one of that, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what happens, right?" And I uh, didn't necessarily notice yeah. anything with sleep, but right. when I do take it in the morning, I do feel a lot more. I don't know. I feel calmer during the day. I know it doesn't really okay. have that effect. You know, I was kind of like, "Well, one re one of the reasons why, you know, obviously the anti aging, the telomere lengthening portion of that, right. that's always good. But that's something you ain't gonna feel that. You're not gonna feel a telomere. No, right." right. But I also know, um, I've read a couple studies that talked about the epitalon working on you know, making the, and correct me if I'm wrong here, making the hypothalamus a little bit more sensitive to hormone replacement. So making the HRT more yes. effective, right? So I was yes. like, hmm, I wonder if that's where I'm seeing the benefit. Sorry, I yeah. literally just got yeah. caught in the microphone. That's great. So, yeah. uh, you know, so there's, again, the, the great thing about these peptides is so many of them are pleiotropic. So they have so many different effects yeah. that, For sure. you know, you can't sometimes you can't, and we're all different, you know, and right. so some people may react different. <laughs> um, you mentioned COVID, which leads me into the last category I want to talk to you about, which is immune mm -hmm. support. Yes. Oh, immune, definitely thymus and alpha one. That's huge. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, we haven't, we, we can't stop filling thymus and alpha. Um, okay. And some patients, I, I mean, they just feel better right away taking it. Um, okay. There's a select few. If, if you're going to have a reaction to thymus and alpha, your immune system's really active. It's really overactive. I, I've only seen that in a handful of patients. So mostly pa patients do not react to thymus and alpha. 
And if they do, they're, they're really hyper, their immune system's really hyper overactive. So. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what about the LL37? Have you seen LL37 anything? is a great um, antimicrobial mm -hmm. and um, it can be used to um, treat any kind of, you know, flu virus. Also, we have a preventative dose. Um, we use it in Lyme's disease as long as we have the immune system kind of calmed down with Lyme's disease. And that uh, is at a lower strain. You go a higher strain twice a day for any kind of active infection. So um, I know for sure we were treating some patients with COVID with the LL37. So. Okay. Sounds good. So there's, again, there's so many peptides and so many ways yes. to use it. We can go on and on and on and on. And I trust me, I love talking about this stuff. But yeah. so I wanted to, you know, we've mentioned a few, but if you were stranded on a desert island yeah. um, and you were like, hey, I got to take three peptides with me or even I'll even give you a break here. If you can take three peptides or peptide combos mm -hmm. with you, which would you take? Okay, so. Like typically I would say in general, CJC epimorolin, but I personally, I love testimorolin epimorolin. Like I just feel much better on that one. Um, but I know for prescribers, especially starting off, they would want to start with the CJC epimorolin. So I tend to, I tend to, but you said deserted islands, so I have to be honest. Yeah, no, um, that's so fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I call CJC epimorolin. That's my gateway peptide for people. It's like, you try this, trust me, you'll be right, right. for more. So, right. okay. And so, so the, so definitely the testimonial and the Ipramone combo. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, my newest favorite is the Melanotan. Um, okay. It was hard for me to get on it, actually, at first. It kind of made me a little nauseous. Right. And it will for some patients. Um, you have to take it with food if that happens. Some don't. Some, most are totally fine. But occasionally, some get a little nauseous. Take, you know, inject it around the time you have food or at bedtime. And um, then, you know, some people complain about some spots from the Melanotan. Those okay. go away. Those okay. they, they go away. Okay. So I'm pretty fair, um, but everyone keeps saying, oh my gosh, you're so tan. I'm like, I've been in the sun for 10 minutes. Yeah, like, and I, I want to hit pause really quick because one, because I had a patient on the Melanotan and she started getting yeah. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, the same uh, thing. okay, so before we go forward, uh, a lot of people that are going to listen to this, they don't know what Melanotan is, is or what it's for. So if we want yes, uh, to sure. circle around to that really quick. So yeah, we didn't mention it before. So Melanotan is interesting. So um, a side effect of melanotan is it helps you tan. So, and some patients just want that. But it also increases libido and it um, helps with weight loss. So when I inject it, now I'm only injecting about three times a week. Initially you do it daily for two weeks and then you go to two to three times a week at a, whatever, it depends on what you wanna use it. And you also have to base it on how tan you're getting too. So right. some people with more melanin, they're gonna get darker much quicker than me who's fair skin. And so, um, so, some patients, so I've just heard this, it's called the Barbie peptide. So because it helps with tanning, libido, and weight loss. Okay. For me, it curves my appetite in the next day. I just, I don't want to eat as much. And so I'm like, well, this, this is nice now. It's, I'm not getting nauseous. I just don't want to eat as much the next day. Okay. But, um, you know, um, so that, yeah, that is one of my kind of favorite ones now. So. Okay. And while I have you on the, on the line here now, is there a kind of a dosing protocol with that? Because I've seen some places where you want to do like a loading of the melanotan. And we're talking melanotan yeah. too, right? Not <laughs> melanotan, yeah. Right. Uh, like a loading dose of that. And then you want to kind of taper that down. Um, so yeah. For... So usually, yeah, we do like, we suggest like 15 units daily for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then 
the traditional, um, what they say is 25 units twice a week. For me personally, I like to do 15 units three times a week. Okay. So a little bit lesser and um, three times a week. So, and also okay. I didn't, I mentioned, mentioned this. So it also, what people don't, the, the melanotan too, it's part of the, the melanocortrin, melanocortropin system. I had my, te uh, my student looking this up today. It's huge in the immune system too. So it does help oh. with the immune system. So. Okay. Wow. That's, that's new to me too. So I definitely. Oh yeah, no, it definitely. So for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. So you got two, you got one more in your bag here. Oh boy. Um, oh, BPC. Okay. BPC seven. And I would say orally with the capsules for gut health. However, mm -hmm. injecting it, it just, I've had, I, you know, with the tendonitis in my Achilles and my shoulder and stuff, it just, it's a game changer. So yeah, I really like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for that. Oh, can I say one more now that I think about my son? We haven't talked about neurocognitive. Dihexa is huge. It has been a game changer for my son. So I will just okay. say that. Okay. Yeah, I know. We didn't, that's why it was like one conversation. We may, I may have to yeah. get you back on here because we didn't talk about right. C-Max. We didn't talk about C-Lang. No, not the oh, neurocognitive. Yeah, we haven't got and cerebral license. We've got so much more. Yep. So there may be a mm -hmm. part two to this. So just sure. be on the lookout. So um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about is that, you know, even for me, because I always feel like sometimes I think my computer is watching, they are watching us, so forget about it, right? So I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be on Facebook or I'll, I'll <laughs> be looking at some random website and it's like, boom, buy your peptides, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm curious. I love my peptides and I'll click the link and it's like, oh, right. you're just selling these peptides without a prescription, right? I can just order this and then you do a little, you go a little further than it says, oh, for research purposes only, don't inject into humans. I'm mm -hmm. like, so, and then of course, as a doc, you know, you're getting the... <laughs> We're getting the compounded, the legit peptides, and I'm like, okay, it costs this much. And they're like, dude, I can get that for 50 bucks off the internet. And I'm right. just like, uh, good luck with it's that. Not, you know? It is not the same quality. Exactly. Patients will tell you they will feel so much better on the compounded, well, from a quality pharmacy that has compounded it. So what has happened is, um, so people who make these peptides, if they get a bad batch, they will sell it to quote unquote, the black market. That is the internet companies, whatever. Or if they're using it for research purposes, they don't have the same CGMP processes that our right. FDA approved manufacturers do. So there's, um, so you've got sterility issues and potency issues with, um, you know, whatever you're buying on the internet. Whereas we as compounding pharmacies are um, subject, well, we have to abide by FDA regulations, so. Yeah, and I, you know. And that's I, huge. For what it's worth, whoever is listening to this or watching this, stop buying things off the internet and injecting it into your body. Are you crazy? Like injecting it. Yeah. Literally, it's not a supplement. Like literally, it's an injection. It's going into your circulation. Like I can't stress that enough. It's just not worth it, you know. And again, no. I, um, uh, Doctor Edwin Lee, I was listening to one of his podcasts and he's talking about like the actual. You mentioned sterility, like the the process of synthesizing peptides is not exactly a clean process. You have to do all these sterility, yeah. sterility procedures or you're right. running a risk of toxicity, right? Why right. risk that? And if you did get the reaction, who are you going to call? They're going to pick up the phone. You know, yeah. so, all right. So I'm going to sh shut this rant down and hopefully. Well, and I, get question, I get questions all the time. Like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. if they have a certain reaction, like they need to be able to call me. They need to be, well, maybe you need to take, you know, something for this you know, you've got a histamine reaction going, you need to use this. And so I, you know, you, you need somebody to call to be able to talk to you about, you know, it's just like, 
it's not a medication, but it still is, it should be treated like a medication. Doctors prescribe this, you know, there are protocols, there are, yeah. you know, safe ways to use these peptides. You can't just think like, I'm just going to go do this, you know? It's, oh yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate that. So no, well, I want to thank you for the time here. You know, we, this is our take two, this time is actually working. I'm, I'm highly appreciative yeah. of that. So um, again, in closing, is there anything you want to, you know, Put out about you know the pharmacy how to contact you all the great closing of a podcast things that you know so um i have i have started the pharmacy it's called pure pharmacy in carmel indiana um our address is 12425 old meridian um it's sweet b as in boy dash three carmel indiana 46032 our phone number if you want to get in touch with us is 317-740 1856 and my name is Linda Hayes I've been studying these peptides for over about 18 months now so um, it's not an easy concept at first um, it's 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 a lot of training it's a lot of work and um, I also put a lot into genetics with the peptides that we didn't really talk about too so um, but that could be peptide 102 so yeah, yeah I know we got to keep building upon this so yep. well thanks a lot I appreciate the time and um, yeah. we'll be talking to you soon all right take care thanks thanks, thanks. thanks. have Bye. a great night bye